thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. In today's podcast, we're going to be changing tack a little uh, by talking about uh, my Healthy Shift Worker wellness workshops that I run all around Australia to various organisations and workplaces to help educate and inspire shift workers to become healthy despite working 24-7. And what's really exciting is that I'm actually heading up north to Bundaberg in Queensland this at the end of this month to deliver one of these wellness workshops in the to the residents of Bundaberg. And this is all happening on Friday, September the 28th. Now, this has come about purely from a lovely lady by the name of Candace Bauer, who got in contact with me through social media to invite me up to her hometown. Candace is an emergency ward nurse based in Bundaberg with a passion for all things to do with wellness, so much so that she's even developed her own body and skincare product range called Bear by Bauer, which I'm really looking forward to kind of hearing more about um, in the podcast as well. So to talk more about wellness whilst working 24-7, including those who may not technically work shift work per se, but are having to endure similar things such as sleep deprivation or disruption and stress, I'd like to give a warm and friendly healthy shift worker welcome to Candice hello hey Audra thank you so much for having me on your podcast today I'm so glad that we've finally got another opportunity to have a chat um I can't wait until you come to Bundaberg so that more people can just hear about all the wonderful information that you have to share so thank you Oh, you're welcome, Candace. That's lovely. I think I should hire you for my um, uh, PR manager. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, look, it's been, you know, lovely. We've, yeah, as you said, like we've sort of been chatting a little bit through email and everything um, and it's kind of nice to sort of, you know, chat in this way before we actually meet officially in person in just a few weeks' time. So, yeah, look, it's it's absolutely lovely to have you on the show. So thank you for joining me. Now, I have to say um, I'm curious, as I'm sure my listeners are too, Candice, but what, because I'm sure that I've got a lot of um, nurses that are listening um, on this podcast as well, but what set you on the path to becoming a nurse? Like, was it something that you always wanted to do, It's something that you were aspired to do? So, I guess I always wanted to do something that helped other people um, so that And that part of me will never go away. So Mm. as a child, I wanted to be a doctor, having spent much of my childhood seeing many different paediatricians. And then when I was a teenager, I got a first-hand look into how hospitals operate as I was a patient getting my heart condition sorted out. I realized that whilst the doctors there are an integral part of patient care, the nurses are the ones who spend most time with the patients and they are basically their primary healthcare advocate. Um, So that was really what led me down the path of um, deciding to study nursing once I finished school. Wow. I didn't realise, goodness, that you had a heart condition and and something so young. Wow. Yeah. So um, the heart condition sort of was only found out as a teenager. I ended up seeing paediatricians as a child because I just had injuries and um, uh, an accident at home that, sort of squashed me and I just ended up with a lot of um gut problems and 
things from that. So I just spent a lot of time at the doctors and on antibiotics and all those things that aren't so nice now. Yeah. Wow. Goodness. So you've, yeah, yeah, by the sounds of it, you've had a little bit of a rough trot with your own health fairly early on. Yeah, definitely. And that, um, now that I know a lot more about health and wellness, that's a massive driving factor into, you know, maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Mm, yeah well it's it's these sorts of things can as as awful as they can be but they can you know certainly set us on a different path um and you know help us to kind of work out what we're really here for what we're here to do Uh, and obviously yeah obviously what's happened to you in the past has been a real catalyst for bringing you yeah into your nursing career so yeah it's interesting so obviously a big part of this includes working shift work. Um, how long have you been working 24-7, uh, um, Candice? So I started um, shift work in the hospital setting almost 10 years ago, which was at the beginning of my university degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very challenging, I must say, because I was working, I was um, at the hospital for nursing placements and I also had a second part-time job plus full-time study. I have no idea what I was thinking, but oh I managed. Um, I had a goal to go traveling, so and I did that. So that was a bit of a driving factor. Um, so, yeah, working for about 10 years in shift work. Um, currently, I work full-time in the emergency department, and I have been for about the past six years. Um, it's It can be challenging with our shifts because we don't have a, a set roster like many of the other health services do, like the ambulance service and... I believe the police service do. Um, we have quite a large department, so there's lots of family situations in there, social circumstances and things like that. So it leaves us working like a whole variety of shifts, um, which changes week to week, um, which can make it a bit harder to try and cope with the the stress of shift work. Um, yeah, so most of my shifts are 12-hour shifts and okay. they vary from like day to night so 7 a.m to 7 p.m 7 p.m to 7 a.m or midday to midnight and there's a few other random shifts in there as well Mm, yeah so that yeah the rotation is is really tough because it's very difficult for the body to kind of get into any kind of routine isn't it well I don't think the word routine is actually in the shift working vocabulary (laughs) really yeah we don't kind of know what that word is or what it means um but yeah, so do you do you like um, start on uh, night shift and then go into lates and then earlies, or do you start into earlies and then go into days and then nights, or can it be it anything? Is, it can be anything. It's very mm. disjointed. Um, okay. I. I am really lucky that I have an amazing boss, though, that is very accommodating to um, roster requests. Um, So that is really awesome. Mm. But, yeah, it can just change, like, from one week to the next. It's Mm. all over the place sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is is where it's key, I think, in – and I've spoken to a a few other nurses, you know, having having a really good nurse manager. Is that what they're called, a nurse manager? Like your boss? Yeah. Having a really good um, nurse manager that is – you know, just understands that human element. Like they haven't kind of disconnected themselves, you know, from, you know, what it was like when they first began to nursing. I think that's just key because if you can, um, you know, if your workplace is happier, if your employees are a bit happier, and we all know we have to give and take, kind of that is what it is. But if we know that they support us or are at least showing us that, you know, they are supporting us, you know, to our 
requests and so forth, and that's uh, a huge, huge um, uh, positive factor for the entire workplace uh, as well. But it's interesting, um, Candice, that you're actually the third nurse that I've been speaking to this week who actually works in the emergency department. Um, and my sister used to work in the emergency department down here in Brisbane for Princess Alexandra Hospital. So I've got a little bit of an inkling as to what goes on. Um, I remember she'd come home and tell me some things and I would just have to say, no, please don't. I just don't want to know. Um, it is one of the most stressful, you know, it would have to be one of the most stressful places in the in the work. Um, workplace so how do you like how do you cope with not just the irregular hours but even the stress that comes from the emergency department or are you one of these people that kind of thrives on that sort of stress um a bit of both really but to be honest black humor it's sad but it truly is a coping mechanism Mm. um over the years I have become more resilient to the things I'm exposed to but um a thing that comes up regularly is that I find that I end up dreaming about work so I feel like there must be some residual thoughts in my subconscious after I finish work and when I go to bed despite feeling like I'm coping with it um I'm also really lucky that I have an amazing husband that lets me just talk his ear off and debrief about what (laughs) I go through during the day um one of the other main things that I guess keeps me grounded and allows me to move on for one of a better terms from the stressful situations I am involved in within my job is remembering why I became a nurse in the first place. Mm. And that's because I wanted to help people. So in those horrible, sad, stressful situations, I try to take a step back and take a deep breath when I remember or have a chance to and accept that I'm doing my very best in that given situation. Um, In saying that, I do love the adrenaline of the emergency department. I don't like seeing people hurt, but I love helping them. And I like being that person that can do that for the patient. Um, So as for like the physiological stress on my body, I guess I've never really paid much attention to it until a couple of years ago. Um, that's when I started learning about all the different health challenges that shift workers face. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because of my childhood and um, the genetics that I have, which are not necessarily overly awesome, um, I have been really health conscious most of my life. Um, so my definition of healthy has changed over the years, but I guess I've always had that seed planted in my brain that I need to look after myself. Mm. Uh, Retrospectively, I can say that I definitely do this much better now than previously and I do take a more holistic (laughs) approach. But I guess that's all part of, you know, our individual health journeys and learning. Um, Recently, I did have a couple of months off night shift because I knew that my body needed a break and I can honestly say I felt amazing. Like I had no idea that I was just accepting that tiredness and fatigue to be part of, you know, considered a normal part of the job of just being a shift worker. I just thought that that was normal. So now that I know that I can feel amazing, it's um, even more drive to go and seek out more information and be even healthier, implement more changes to help me sleep better and I guess that's, you know, how I've stumbled across you. Mm, yeah, lots of really um, uh, good tips in there. And I think um, I think for most shift workers, though, we because we're kind of always in that sort of 
you know, we've got this element of fatigue going on, we kind of forget what it's like not to feel fatigued. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. where that, that, yeah, when you sort of finish the night shift for a while, it's like your body's going, hello, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is, this is what I meant to feel like um, as well. And it, but it's also something too that, you were alluding before, Candice, about the importance of looking after yourself. It's conversations like this that I have with my clients and to help them understand that it is extremely hard to look after ourselves when we work 24-7 because we have the sleep deprivation as that driving force. However, it is because it's for this exact reason that we absolutely need to be taking care of ourselves. Um, because we are just, um, yeah, we're behind the eight ball amongst the other normal people population, as I like to refer um, to it. But yeah, it's 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 absolutely vital. As hard as it can be, can be, it's yeah, absolutely vital, no doubt. Um, over the years, you've certainly um, since you've transitioned from maybe the not so healthy to the more healthy, you've noticed a difference. So yeah, good on you for um, yeah, for actually going and doing that. But. Um, I guess then, uh, as you said before, that you've kind of made uh, made contact with me. Um, what I get, what really, and you did allude to it before, but I guess, yeah, really, what made you contact me? You know, to kind of host one of my wellness workshops because um, I know that, and you did so, like you reached out to me uh, on social media that that way, which is you got to love social media. <laughs> for meeting for meeting people, it's just awesome, isn't it? But I must admit, I always prefer to meet people in person too. It's way more fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you you approached me to um, yeah to host one of these wellness workshops. Yeah, what what brought that on? So, like as I mentioned before, my tolerance to feeling tired and fatigued constantly just left me trying to find new ways to combat or at least minimize that. Mm. Um, a friend at work initially told me that I had to listen to your podcast because it was absolutely amazing. So <laughs> then through listening to your podcast and following you on social media, I realized that obviously you're the expert in the field and there's so many shift workers out there that also accept this as being part of their job. And I don't think we need to accept it. Um, I think that was also made clear in your um, Healthy Shift Workers Facebook group, um, just seeing the constant challenges that all the other shift workers around the world are facing. Like it's just popping up all the time. So um, I also noticed it in my workplace. Um, and I think it's a huge issue as I feel like so many nurses we're just reaching a point where they're getting burnt out and fatigued mm. or like we had a massive influx of sick leave over the last few months. Um, so that was just another thing that, you know, made me think I need to try and help do something about this. Um, so I contacted you. Um, I also feel like because we live in such a busy society, people don't often feel like they have the time to seek out the information that they need or they find it too hard or they don't know where to start. So I just thought it would be a great opportunity to share all these tips, strategies and the much needed information to all of these people in my local community that, you know, just need that extra helping hand and they want to live a more energetic life but they just don't know where to start. And I think once they've got this information, got some tools, it's like, the first step and they feel empowered. So 
So I thought that by bringing you to Bundaberg and hosting this workshop or seminar, it would just yeah give them the extra helping hand that they really need. Mm, yeah, amazing. Well, I'm sure everyone in Bundaberg, well, I'm hoping everyone in Bundaberg is going to be very happy <laughs> once, once they, um, yeah, once they kind of sit in on that, on our workshop and, um, get to, yeah, to listen and help them to become healthier too. Interestingly, though, I know that you did, um, I think in our previous conversations, Candace, you did approach your workplace, um, to see if you could get me to come into the hospital, um, per se, but you kind of didn't get a response back. Um, but you yeah. still decided to go ahead with that, as you said, yeah. host it yourself. So I did approach work um, and there's lots of different streams you have to go down trying to get to this director, that director. Um, that was challenging in itself because some of them I've never even met, mm. um, which is not uncommon because, you know, we work in our work area and we don't always see the directors of nursing around. Um, so trying to get in contact with the right people took a little bit of time, which I managed to do, and then just trying to organise it so that um, the hospital could facilitate it. Uh, I think it was just getting too hard. It probably didn't help that I was trying to organise it when we're in the busiest time of the year. It's winter. We've, you know, just flood out all the time. So I understand that, you know, the hospital um, administration and executives are really busy and they have a super important job to do. But I also felt like you know, this issue of staff fatigue, decreased morale, sick leave, burnout shouldn't go overlooked. Like the staff are so important to keeping the hospital running that it's, I feel like it should be, you know, the number one priority. And so that's why I just decided that I should go ahead and organise it myself. Mm, Go you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And look, I agree. We're both we're both definitely on the same wavelength, um, Candice, in that I 100% agree with you that this should be the um, the number one priority. Um, training um, and and support for how to work shift work should form the foundation of every single um, induction training or whatever the occupation. Um, you know, nurses, police, wherever. I mean, myself, I did two decades of working shift work and I worked for three different airlines and not once did I get any support or help in how to work shift work which I think is just so ironic because it forms everything that we do you know it's it's wonderful that we get all of this training on how to do our job um, you know, from a lot of, um, you know, product and, and product training and, and, and so forth. But at the end of the day, and this is where I, this is where personally a, a story I'll just quickly tell you. I remember, um, you know, delivering a training course um, in my own workplace and it was just, I had this epiphany moment where as much as I was loving being a trainer and I was loving doing what I was doing, deep down I thought these guys need more than just this product, customer service kind of training. What they need help with the most is how to stay healthy whilst working 24-7 and they just weren't getting it, which is kind of the catalyst to why I decided to go back to university and study uh, with a 100% focus on shift work health. So um, we are so, and this is why I'm so glad I think that we've met each other because we definitely have, we're a bit of a kindred spirit in that regard mm-hmm. that we we understand the importance of it. So yeah, and look, I know you did um, allude to it a little bit before too, 
uh, Candice, but I guess what are some of the main areas that your work colleagues are struggling with specifically? Um, so, unfortunately, I've noticed like a growing trend of obesity yep. in in like my work facility, mm-hmm. um, like hospital wide. Um, the town that I live in, unfortunately, also has you know a growing obesity population as well due to a multitude of factors so I don't think it's just limited to nurses but also the huge amount of workplace injuries um and as I mentioned before the the sick leave the decreased staff morale like just no enthusiasm at all um so I've found that you know, most shift workers that I have come across with tend to always just reach for the easy or convenient food options and they snack on junk food throughout their night shifts without knowing or thinking about the consequences or how it's affecting their body. Um, so, and I've also found, because I'm guilty of it myself, <laughs> that we often... We all are, don't worry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We often sacrifice sleep to fit more into our days or to get jobs done or maintain a social life. Um, and, yeah, I guess the number one thing that really stood out in my like the emergency department I work is burnout. Um, it's just so noticeable when my colleagues are fatigued because, you know, their attitude changes, they're short, they're snappy. Mm. Um, not saying that this affects patient care but it always has the potential to um so yeah they were probably the biggest things that I've noticed um over the last year or so when I've really been paying attention to it Mm. and a lot of I think um when you're sort of in the thick of it you don't always notice it yourself hey I mean you've kind of just you've changed tack a little bit with your focus on health but a lot of these people you know may because they just generally just don't know what to do because they've never you know been told how to work shift work and how can I stay healthy you know when I work 24 7 do you agree absolutely and like I've never had any training in the nine years that I've been at the hospital um like as an employee um or even in my nursing degree I've never had any training like you were saying about how do we actually deal with shift work and I feel like it's so important it should be like in in the university studies basically before you even enter the world of shift work you should Mm. be taught the mechanisms and the coping strategies um or at least tools to implement on how to manage shift work Mm, definitely yeah Yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea at least to include it as a few lectures or a a module or something that's yeah because like I know myself I've had the thought quite a few times over the years like if I had have known that this is what shift work would entail would I actually have pursued this career Mm. and I think yes I would have um and you know, as you said in your latest podcast or on your live yesterday, shift work definitely has its benefits and I love that about shift work. But sometimes it's so challenging that it really makes you question, would you have even, you know, pursued this career? Mm, yeah. In, but I think in some ways it's it's better to inform people that at the beginning. So, you know, right from the get-go to, um, you know, let people know the positives and the negatives of it. Absolutely. So at least they've, yeah, that are coming in and, and with this actual shock to the system, like what on earth? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, have I done? So, yeah, interesting. So, 
Audra, while we're on the topic of like how to improve health and um, what people struggle with and what your workshops workshops offer, sorry, I was wondering if I could ask you a question. Sure, no worries. Let's change it from who's going to interview who here. Go right ahead. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, so having worked, you know, almost two decades as a shift worker, being married to one, studying the influence of shift work on health, being exposed to all the different shift workers out there, like you're truly an expert in this field. Um, and whilst your seminars and your programs are specifically targeted at shift workers, I truly believe that there's value to everyone in the content that you share because like I said earlier we live in such a busy 24-7 society and I find that most people have minimal time to disconnect and take a step back so would you like to elaborate on how the information you share is valuable to everyone and not just shift workers? Yeah absolutely that's um yeah, that's a really good uh, question, uh, Candice. The thing is, uh, and again, you sort of mentioned it before, I think there's a lot of people out there who may not technically be called a shift worker per se, like they're not swiping on and swiping on off from a, a job that, um, you know, that they would necessarily get paid for under a shift working um, conditions. But they're experiencing similar things like sleep deprivation, stress, struggles with their weight. Um, and again, you sort of mentioned it before too, this is not just um, uh, just for shift workers. It, it does. It applies to kind of everyone. And it's very multifactorial. It's not just down to one thing. But, um, yeah, so because of this, I'm – really going to be, um, you know, talking all about this in my workshop about sleep deprivation, about stress, about, you know, with our weight um, gain struggles and everything, along with other uh, topics to kind of help mitigate, uh, you know, some of these effects and to how to kind of reduce your likelihood to developing chronic disease later on, because that's at the end of the day, that's what we don't kind of want to happen. Did you want me to mention my four little um, learning outcomes? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So basically um, in the first session, we're going to talk about sleep disruption um, and how to kind of minimize um, any that sleep debt um, in order to maximize your health because I'm a big believer in that sleep really does set the foundation for everything. Um, I'm also then in the second part, we're going to be talking about strategies to kind of help to alleviate the impacts of stress. Uh, at the end of the day, stress affects all of us nowadays and sometimes even more. It's not just, you know, and stress is defined differently as well. Um, Short-term stress is fine. It kind of helps us get us out of a sticky situation. However, it's that chronic ongoing stress that can be quite damaging over time. And unfortunately, a lot or most of us are exposed to that. Um, it's where our um, uh, we're con continually in this fight or flight stress response. So I'm going to be talking about that and how we can sort of um, help to um, reduce the impacts of being in stress and helping you to actually not get into stress to begin with. Um, I'm also then in the third session, I'm going to talk about the influence of food timing. Now, this is something that I, you know, really thought out myself, oh, sorry, 
seeked out myself um, and I didn't get taught this at university. I went to university for six years. It took me six years to finish the degree because I was working a part of it. Um, But I was never taught about the importance of food timing, which is really uh, why when we eat is just as important as what we're eating. Because obviously when we work shift work, um, we tend to uh, work 24-7, but we also eat 24-7. But again, this is not just applicable to those that, um, you know, work shift work. You know, if you're sort of experiencing that, that you tend to kind of eat late at night um, or, you know, you get up in the middle of the night and you might want to start eating. I want to talk about this and talk about things like time-restricted feeding or something called intermittent fasting. That's got a lot of momentum in the media of late about intermittent fasting that actually has a huge amount of um, wonderful benefits for it and it's backed up by a lot of scientific research and then I'm going to wrap it up with an, um, in the last session I'm going to talk about sleep nutrition and how to support a tired and wired nervous system that will encourage better sleep again it kind of flicks back to that um, stress thing because I think in some ways we tend to um, overcomplicate things and we are very quick to reach for the pharmaceutical type medication to help with our sleep. Um, however, at the end of the day, in order to sleep and sleep well, we must be relaxed. And I think that's a big part of a lot of us why we struggle with sleep is that we're not relaxed. We're not you know, our brain. And you, you mentioned it before, Candice, that sometimes you come home after your work and your brain's kind of go running at 200 kilometers an hour. So it's important that we work on how to calm that um, busy brain that you were going on before. So pretty well much you'll notice that there is a big theme focus on sleep and that's because sleep affects everything. It forms the foundation of how we think, feel and move um, and vice versa. So I do cover quite a lot. Definitely um, shift workers are going to get a huge amount of benefit from it, but other people that don't work shift work as well, as I said, that might be experiencing um, problems with their sleep, whether it's falling asleep, staying asleep, combination of both, whether you're stressed, whether you're struggling with your weight, um, you will definitely benefit from it as well. So that's a great question. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I know even just like looking into my own family, my mum isn't a shift worker anymore. She used to do nursing as well. Um, and she works from home, but she's still sometimes up at two o'clock in the morning doing things for work. So she is working ah. shift work, but she's not technically a shift worker. So wow. I think like I'm trying to get her up from Brisbane to attend because um, <laughs> I think there's so much benefit to everyone, like even down to like university students that are up late, late at night studying, munching on M&Ms and pizza shakes <laughs> like I used to be. Like <laughs> I think it can just benefit everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, Mum, if you're listening, I think um I think you should um come up to Bundaberg. <laughs> <laughs> you heard for- it, Audra. Yeah, I mean you heard her, Mum. You yeah. heard Audra. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to meeting her because I'm coming up from Brisbane as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, I'm just going to slightly change topic a little bit because um, I know from um, you know having you know our discussions and talking to each other and so forth. But you've actually gone on and developed like your own range of body and skincare, um, and I can imagine that would be no easy feat. Something that you could do while juggling your nursing career. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's amazing. Yeah, so to be honest, um, and I guess not a whole lot of people actually know the truth why I started it, but I'm going to share it. Um, I stopped taking the oral contraceptive pill about 18 months ago with the aim to start a family, 
And when things didn't work out how I naively thought they would, I began learning about how toxic the pill and other environmental exposures can be. So, and I'm sharing this not to like scare people, especially females that are on the pill, but to raise awareness about the issues that the pill can create so that women can make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that led me on the path, um, on a whole nother path to my health journey. So I felt like I already had, you know, the healthy eating part down pat. So I decided that I needed to make some big changes in my own home environment. And I focused on my home because although I feel like I'm not always at home, it's where I spend most of my time. So that meant like throwing out all the conventional cleaning products I had, taking a closer look at the supplements I was consuming, um, prescribed medications and looking at what I was putting on my skin. So after purchasing natural or so-called natural products from various places, it was starting to get quite expensive and I soon came to learn Um, through my research that marketing can be very deceiving and companies don't actually have to have 100% natural ingredients to claim that their product is natural. Mm. So the deception, the exorbitant cost of many natural products, plus the fact that after stopping the pill, my acne came back with a vengeance, I looked at DIY options. Mm. So this allowed me to research what I thought was best for my skin Emit the preservatives, chemicals, neurotoxins like aluminium found in conventional deodorants and do it on a more suitable and sustainable budget for myself. Um, as I was making more and more things for myself and my skin started to improve, my family and friends were curious as to what I was doing and interested in the products I was making. So they started asking for them and I made some for them. And so it goes, one thing led to another, and my husband and I decided that we wanted everyone to have access to a truly natural range of skin and body products that was not only blended with love, but affordable, Australian-made, used only real ingredients, ones that people are actually familiar with, and something that was eco-friendly as possible, um, because I'm very passionate about, you know, doing my part for the environment as well. And so, yeah, that's where the range Bear by Bower started. Um, I guess it can be difficult and overwhelming sometimes, you know, managing full-time shift work, a new startup business. I'm currently studying as well, plus other commitments, you know, that I do like volunteer work. Um, But I guess what makes it a little bit easier is I'm passionate about all of those things. So I don't see it Mm. as... So that really helps, you know, get things done and, you know, it gives me fulfilment. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's an, in, uh, again, behind everything, uh, every entrepreneurship or whatever, there's always a story. Yeah. And yeah, obviously the, um, the birth of Bear by Bow was from um, your own personal um, journey that you've been on. And yeah, and the, the wonderful thing is that everyone else can benefit from, from you kind of going on and um, uh, learning to ask more questions. I think our very good um, friend and mentor, Cindy O'Meara, has, uh, who's, if you don't know, those of you listening, is one of Australia's top nutritionists. Um, well, I think she's the top nutritionist. <laughs> her <Okay>. and, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, her and Dr. Libby Weaver are my two big, um, 
nutrition fans. Uh, but, you know, she, Cindy specifically has always sort of um, told us to always question things, always ask more questions and don't believe everything that's being told to you, um, you know, particularly, you know, from a marketing perspective when it comes to, yeah, products like that. So, yeah. And can, so can you tell us um, a little bit about your products is in um like what exactly do you have and like um, what sort of products are they? Do you ship around the world or just Australia at the moment? Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned before, like Bear by Bower, it does actually um, stand for something. Like I said, it's blended with love, Australian-made, real ingredients and eco-friendly. Um, and the other thing about the products uh, tying in with the real ingredients is my philosophy that I'm sure is shared by many others in the health and wellness sector is that if you can't put it in your mouth, you shouldn't put it on your skin. Mm. Um, this is because like the skin is our largest organ and it has the ability to absorb everything we put on it. I mean, there's some debate about how much it actually absorbs, but you know, having worked in medicine and seeing that, you know, we deliver medications topically, it leaves no doubt in my mind that our skin absorbs a lot more than we think it does. And personally, I don't want to risk unnecessary toxin exposure. Like in saying that, I'm not perfect. And I think it's about balance mm. um, and the cumulative effect that these toxins have after repeated exposure. So my aim, and I think it's a realistic aim for most people if they're looking at going low tox is to aim for about 80% or more low tox and I think that's awesome obviously there's some environments that you know are really out of our control like you know traveling on an airplane and they're spraying fragrances or working in the hospital setting with chemical laden um, hand washes mm. and alcohol-based sanitizers but like I said I think it's about the majority of like the majority of the time what we do, not the minority. Mm. Um, so in saying that, all of our products use only 100% real ingredients and we use organic where possible with the aim to eventually make all products 100% organic. Um, we have a quite a large range that is growing um, from facial serums to natural deodorants, bath teas, body scrubs, muscle relief sprays, Um our best seller so far is our Saving Grace Repair Balm. So this is made from coconut oil, local beeswax, shea butter, vitamin E, lavender and patchouli essential oil. And it can be used as a treatment for dry skin patches, skin irritations, cracked heels and lips and so much more. We've actually had a lot of really positive feedback about it and people saying that it's helped clear up either theirs or their children's eczema which is so amazing. Um, someone that I work with has a eye irritation and, you know, she went to a naturopath, started on a low histamine diet and that helped improve her condition, but it just wouldn't go away and she started using the repair balm and it's cleared it up. And so she sent the products over to her friends in the UK, which is so yeah. amazing. And it gives me mm. so much like joy and happiness that I can help do, you know, help someone in such a simple way. Um, so our other most popular item is our green gypsy face mask. So this is loaded with what I like to call skin food. So it seeks out impurities to cleanse the skin gently whilst providing some healing nutrients to improve the skin quality. It's made of bentonite and kaolin clays, matcha green tea, spirulina and aloe vera powder. Oh, nice combination. of Definitely my favourite. <laughs> my Wednesday night ritual. That's part of my self-care routine. 
Um, so all of our products can be purchased at our online store, which is www.bear.com.au. We ship all over Australia, but not internationally at this stage. Um, and we do offer free pickup for locals. We also have 10% off for new customers if they subscribe to our newsletter. And on our website, I also share recipes, book reviews, and other general health and wellness tips. Um, yeah, so we don't actually have a store locally at the moment, and we don't sell direct to shops because we don't have, you know, our profit margin is so minimal because the aim of starting Bear by Bower was to keep it affordable so that more people have mm. access to the like what nature has to offer um, and that way they can use nature to help support their body's innate healing abilities and yeah just to be their best selves um, so at the moment we only sell online mm, okay well I'll definitely make sure um, yeah we in the show notes that I'll um, mention your website, www.bearbybower.com.au. Is that correct? Yeah, that's perfect. Thank yep, you. Yeah, we'll send send everyone there. I love um, the sound of that green gypsy face mask. Sounds, um, <laughs> love the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, um, yeah, does, does hubby wear it as well? Oh, yeah. No, no you haven't got him. still working on it. He does <laughs> use some of the facial serums, though. Oh. He, he is... Um, Every day he's getting more and more interested in all the health and wellness things that I talk about awesome. that I bring home. He's now sending me podcast links. Like he's getting super involved and it's so amazing because I don't think that there's a whole lot of men out there involved in the health and wellness mm. industry. I find that the females tend to lead the way. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah. the, but it affects the guys just as much as it does but in, in a different way as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's great that you've got him on board. Um, that's for sure. Well, look, this has been awesome chatting with you um, today, uh, Candice. Um, I certainly I can't wait to meet you in person at the end of the month. So if anyone listening um, and wanting to learn more about um, uh, the workshop that, that you're holding in Bundaberg, like how can they buy tickets uh, or if they're wanting to learn more or actually I think we are probably better um we'd better tell them where it is when it is and what time the event is on sure so um the Bundaberg Healthy Shift Worker event will be held on Friday September 28th at the School of the Arts building um it'll be on between 8 a.m and 2 p.m um I have some amazing local businesses that are supporting this event with discounts, freebies, lucky door prizes. Um, I'm putting together goodie bags for all the attendees so that they can access all the health and wellness services that I use in the community without having to do the hard work to find them. Um, so the tickets for those can be purchased at Eventbrite, which is www.eventbrite.com and just by searching Healthy Shift Worker or they can go search Healthy Shift Worker Bundaberg um, events on Facebook and get the tickets through Facebook. That will take them to the Eventbrite page. Um, or if they want any more information um, from myself, they can contact me on Instagram or Facebook at Bear by Bower. And um, obviously you have information on your website and your podcasts. So... Yeah, there's plenty of information around and I just want everyone to access it and see 
how we can be shift workers but also be healthy. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and also those that aren't technically employed per se as shift workers but, you know, yes. certainly face the similar um, things like I was mentioning before with the uh, with the stress and the sleep disruption and, and so forth. So let's hope we can get a good, huge turnout up in Bundaberg um, and so we can transform the whole um, the whole town and give it a, uh, you know, help them um, shift um, um, from maybe not so healthy to healthy and give them to give them some tools to walk away with um, at the end of the event and feel feel at least in, inspired and empowered that they can um, they can be healthy regardless of their current situation because it's um it's certainly um it's certainly doable that's for sure yeah hmm. all right well um well as I said I'll, I'll make sure that I mention all of those um, things that you mentioned in the show notes um and again I really look forward to um, seeing you in a few weeks um, time uh, Candace and meeting you face-to-face as I said this social media thing is wonderful we get to meet in various different ways Facebook Instagram all this kind of thing but I'm very much old school love meeting people um, in person um, in face-to-face but yeah so I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks thank you and I can't wait to meet you face-to-face as well and show you where I live and take you to some of my favorite places Oh, I like that. Does it involve food? Absolutely. <laughs> healthy food? Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, look, I certainly look forward to that, that's for sure. Well, that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit, as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. It also helps if you can leave us a rating, preferably five star, if you really liked the episode, as this will help me uh, or help my podcast gain an even bigger reach, which will enable me to help more people. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be, despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.